we're good. So we're, what are we talking about first? Injuries or the or the, or the Bruh, we went on this show list like, <laughs> like three times. times. Like, Not I'm to mention like, you said that you were going to wing it anyway. I'd rather just wing it, yeah. You said you were going to wing it anyway. You got to get my mind wrapped around with like... I mean, we pretty much always wing it. Who, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> when yeah, do we yeah. ever cover anything? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> just start. That's why right. you just hurry up and start. It's perfect too at 29 minutes, so I know the first. Should have been starting. Like you should. You, you, you don't need ten seconds in already. Welcome to First and Fifteen, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy Dio the Machine. Guys, let's talk about some news for a second. But before we get to news, my man AB, Draft Sharks Invitational. I'm not invited to it. Dio, like, are you invited to it? I mean, the whole no. First and right. Fifteen family is invited. No, 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 no. But it's just your name, buddy, right? Like, it's all of our team, but but we just gonna keep it in your name. Tell us about the Draft Sharks Invitational. How is it? Who's involved? Like, what is it? Yeah, man. So it's just you know, literally just some of the industry's finest, brightest minds. Uh, mm. Some uh, anywhere you know, anywhere from uh, uh, draft or sorry, uh, uh, high stakes uh, players to. Uh, fantasy analysts. Uh, I mean, just you know, just you name it. Uh, uh, there's quite a few people involved. Uh, so it's a it's a lot of uh, experts really trying to get together and see who's who's the best. Uh, the format itself is a best ball super flex draft uh, with the addition of it being tight end premium PPR uh, and the uh, you it's know, tight end premium. It's tight end premium, and you start three nice. wide receivers in a flex in addition to two running backs and a tight end. Uh, and then you also have the super flex uh, position. So it's like as well. the FFPC triflex. Yes, yes. Same exact. Very, setup. very similar, but you know, only this is draft sharks, not FFPC. <laughs> draft sharks has their own um, draft. So we actually use fan tracks, and I got to say, I'm, oh. I'm actually, uh, I'm very, very uh, much a fan of their draft room. I, you know, the like you mentioned, the board is very aesthetically appealing. Yeah, that was that board with all the colors. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It, it looked was good. Nice. I, like, I yeah, just yeah. want to stare at the board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, like I'm art. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a full-time fantasy guy myself, but go ahead. <laughs> full-time. That's true. Full, shout out to full-time fantasy. That's right. That's right. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Bro, I thought you were... Uh, never mind. I, I'm, I'm somewhere, totally somewhere else with that one right there. No, nah, but okay, so who'd you pick? Like, you yeah, so... Uh, the background and then like, what pick did you have? So actually, I had the number two pick, uh, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, when it Why comes... Why do you always to- get like the first... You always get either Two, like the number three, one. Like, yeah, the like, number what the one. hell? Like, I don't know. I'm don't just going to get the best player I have on my board, and then I'm going to figure the rest hey, out. but sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, sometimes right, right. it doesn't work out. Uh, so, yeah, I had the number two pick. Uh, and I think in a super flex format, you know, especially when it comes to this draft, uh, draft Shark Invitational, when you have one of those early picks, for me anyway, I feel like I'm at an advantage because mm-hmm. I get an elite uh, quarterback, and then I get my choice at likely an elite wide receiver, potentially tied in, and running back on the way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I could start two quarterbacks, you know, uh, with my first two picks. So I feel like I have a lot more options as opposed to if you're at the back end of the draft. You really mm-hmm. got to kind of maneuver and decide, do I want to, you know, just grab Shake a QB? Cooper Cup or, and, and then yeah. a QB. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So with the number two pick, you know, I was really trying to decide who I wanted. I think 
ideally I was hoping that Josh Allen would have felt you know would have fallen to me. Uh, he went uh, number one overall. So at that point, come on, what you thought the first pick was going to skip Josh Allen? I mean, in the previous Draft Sharks Invitationals, yes. It, the first, I think the you know the the board that I saw previously had Jonathan Taylor going number one. So there was nah, a chance. Nah, nah. Superflex. I've seen. Pretty much like everybody go Josh. Yeah. That time when you did your super flex and we were telling you, mm-hmm. you might as well take because I mean yeah, he consensus. Didn't yeah, he didn't want to take. He, t- he took Mahomes. But at least you took the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Consensus. I've seen Josh Allen go number one in all super flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, you know, Josh Allen is in a tier of his own, and then after that, it's pretty much just whoever. So scoring, like in anything we do, is extremely important. So mm-hmm. you know, one thing I think we had to note was that it's uh, uh, negative two for interceptions. It's only four points. For passing TD, okay. Mm. Ain't that uh, what FFPC is? Uh, no, it's six, right? I thought it was six. No, FFPC, I believe, is four too. Uh, okay. But there's some formats of like I think the sounds NFPC like it's the same exact six. setup as FFPC, right? Mm-hmm. Why you keep bringing up FFPC? Because <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to compare it to something because you know this every format has a different mindset. By... <laughs> <laughs> no. But it was nobody uh, sponsoring us. Give us nobody that money. Yeah, exactly. Give us that money. Except full time fantasy. By the way, guys, this is a great time to bring up full time fantasy. FullTimeFantasy.com, World Championships. The links will be in the bio. But keep going. Yeah, keep going. What was I talking about again? So who you, did you talking about the draft shop? So <laughs> like, who did you like, okay. number one so, pick? I'm, I'm getting there. Can I get there? Get there. I, I, mean, I got to You know, I got to walk through <laughs> the process. What are we going through a battle You're on first? Yeah. Like, come on. Like, hey. <laughs> so I ended up going Lamar Jackson with the second pick. Uh, Interesting. And, and honestly, like, it was mm-hmm. really like a flip of the coin. Uh, Between? Between Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. You can throw in a little Kyler Murray there. I'm not really in the mindset of just kind of having Herbert as the number two. Mm. Uh, I, I don't necessarily know that he needs to run, okay, especially mm-hmm. since he has an elite pass-catching running back, and the offense, you know, really uh, highlights that. And then he has, all obviously, all his other elite uh, pass-catching options. Yeah. And so, you know, definitely he can get there from a yardage standpoint and a TD standpoint. But, uh, but again, like, it literally it was just, a, you know, pick a name out of the hat. Yeah, so, yeah. today I felt like picking Lamar Jackson. Okay. So, so you would have went Lamar, Kyler, or Mahomes. Who else? Maybe Herbert. Maybe Herbert. But so, not. so for you, the because just with all that being said, for you, then your ideal pick in the superflex or this format is the number five pick, right? Not really, because I like being at that two three turn at that end. Because what I was able to do in this draft is I had the option. Uh, so. Not only mm. did Mark Andrews fall to me, but mm. also Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. And so that was a real hard decision for me. Uh, and I thought about stacking, but I think there's only about 70-plus contestants in this draft format. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a 12-team draft, but then there's uh, multiple drafts going on, and everybody's uh, buying for the number one overall seed, you know, total points uh, at the end of the year. Yeah. And so – for me, correlation and stacking were less important because you know I'm, I'm only fighting against about seven. But the guys. only way you, the only way you're going to know you're going like you, you don't know what's going to happen in that second round with the other owners. I don't. So I'm looking at previous boards and just kind of understanding it as a super flex, and I'm basing my approach on what is most likely to happen. No, I guess what I'm saying is if you were to compare having the number two pick like you had, yeah. or the number five pick, because it sounds like you would have been okay with any of those quarterbacks. I would have, but it wasn't. Those quarterbacks weren't so important. So my number one, you know, as long as I'm in like that top four, five or six, you know, that to me wasn't the issue. It's being at that two three turn out of the two spot that allows me to get two elite wide receivers. 
Because if so I you, so you have a plan. You're gonna go. Yeah, mm. I was gonna say yellow, yellow. But anyway, you're gonna go wide receiver, wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. on that turn. Okay. Exactly, and that's and that's what I did. I ended up going Lamar Jackson and coming back because again, remember you start three wide receivers in a flex and it's PPR. Yeah. So unlike the FFPC, where I you know I'm probably you know going more heavy running back in this in this particular league because I you just always got to assume that wide receivers are gonna go flying off the board and I don't want to be left you know uh, out in the wind without an elite wide receiver. So I okay. I like the idea of getting two. So I had Diggs, CD, and Lamar to kind of start things off. Mm. And I felt very, very good and uh, comfortable about that. And then so I came back in the fourth round, um, and I wanted to just lock in and get a good running back. And at that point, Nick Chubb was the best on the board. You know, obviously there's a lot of – You speak Nick Chubb? I did pick Nick Chubb. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> came around a little Javante, bit. Came around. <laughs> well, Devontae Williams was like the last elite running back. He went two picks ahead of me. And so after Nick Chubb, I think the next back to go off the board was Zeke Elliott and then James Conner further down. Uh, and I just like Nick Chubb's profile over someone like a James Conner and a Zeke. Yeah. Uh, and again, Hunt may be gone. And he's one of those dudes like in the best ball, like you love him in that type of format anyway. Right. Uh, and then it came back to, around to me again uh, in the fifth, and that's where I took Cortland Sutton. You know, we kind of like, talked yeah. a little bit about uh, how I'm tr- you know, coming around to Cortland Sutton, and I'm starting to really, really like the idea of Cortland Sutton. Me too. Uh, I like the, uh, you know, the whispers of – this relationship he's building with Russell Wilson. Uh, I like his big body type. He's not an elite, elite guy. But in that division, I always keep going back to this AFC West division. Like, shootouts, you know, I'm looking at a guy who's like, you know, to me, almost a lock if he stays healthy for double-digit touchdowns. I really, Mm. truly believe that. Uh, And so if he can get there from a reception standpoint, like if he's able to crack 85, 90 receptions, he's going to explode this year. So I, you know, so he's someone I love, you know, kind of starting to draft off with those three wide receivers, three guys who could potentially be wide receiver ones, had me a solid running back and that running back two I was able to kind of, you know, pick up later in the draft. Um, I waited a little bit on quarterback uh, coming back in the fifth and sixth round. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of these picks was actually an accident. Mm-hmm. But my uh, QB2 ended up being uh, Jared Goff, uh, and then I ended up uh, mm-hmm. grabbing – Jared Goff? Jared Goff, yeah. Actually, actually uh, like Jared Goff quite a bit. Uh, really? Superflex, yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to come back mm-hmm. around and get Daniel Jones, and <laughs> for whatever reason, accidentally chose Tannehill. And then so I, wait, wait, wait. So you like yeah. Goff over Daniel Jones? Is that what we're saying right I now? I was going to get both. I know the public sentiment on Daniel Jones is very, very low. Lower than Goff? Especially like after that, this yeah. week. I feel like too. that, yeah. This week, yeah. There's been a lot of Yeah, there's been a lot of videos. Lower than golf? I don't yeah. know about lower than golf, but, like, there's been a lot of videos coming out about Daniel Jones I think most this people, week. Yeah, I think most people are high yeah. on the idea of uh, Detroit's offense really taking off. I remember nobody talk of Jared Goff. Like, not talk who, up Jared Goff, but talk down Daniel mostly Jones. Mostly in best ball formats. Mostly in best ball formats. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Who would you go for tight end? So, tight end, tight end, I waited. Okay? Tight end, I waited. Even in a tight end premium, and that's kind of been my MO for the most part. Um... And was fortunate enough. I mean, I waited till round one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and I ended up getting Pat Fryermuth and Evan Ingram. Okay. Lo- and, and, and so I, and so I you just got two. I got two, and then I came back later and got uh, Adam Troutman. Uh, and man, I wanted Isaiah Likely, uh, but ended up going Eric Ebron uh, with the assumption that he's going to get signed mm. at some point. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that. How many rounds is this? There's 25 rounds. 25. Oh, that's okay. long. Yeah, it's yeah, long. Yes, yeah, so that's likely. like 24, 25 rounds. That's 24, okay. 25 rounds, yeah. So so to stay on drafts, yeah. uh, I was able to sort of like just watch 
Dio's draft mm-hmm. yesterday, I noticed that you waited on tight end as well. Mm-hmm. Like, is waiting on tight end this if you can't get one of those elite tight ends, if you can't get a Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Pitts, like are you guys are just waiting? Because I because I think you waited to like the fifteenth round. I, I wanted to wait later. Yeah, <laughs> I want, like I want to. The way I see it, if you're not gonna get the, one of those elite tight ends who was gonna yeah. be because I remember I put in the group chat a few weeks ago. I was like, who is the tight end that's has a high chance of leading his team in targets. Right, right. Because right. that's the guy that can mm-hmm. give you that Konami code in the tight end yeah. spectrum as far as being able to, you know, be yeah. a, a valuable piece on your roster. Yeah. If, if your tight end is not going to likely lead your team in targets and he's just, you know, t- talent, you know, whatever, but if he's just a guy on the team or another option, yeah. then he, to me, is just like somebody you could take at the very end of the draft who's still going to start. Absolutely. Right. You, 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 there's starting tight ends in drafts that I see that are going undrafted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know it. As long as they're on the field, they have the opportunity. So yeah, yeah. why am I going to – I don't want to say the term reach, but why am I going to target another tight end who, you know, yeah, he's a starter. Yeah, I might like his talent profile, but I can't guarantee he's going to outperform somebody like a Brevin Jordan yeah. Yeah. or or a Mo Ali Cox or David Njoku, Evan Ingram, Pat Firemuth. You know, Man, I can't guarantee that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Bellinger, you know, and these yeah. guys you can get so, so late. So yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just kind of target everywhere else. So that's kind of how I see it. And the thing, too, you know, you know, in redraft, you know, not best ball, but redraft, that, that approach to me is even more magnified. Tight end premium or no tight end premium. Um, I just see no reason to really – and it's not even like – you know, if you can't get one of those elite guys, oftentimes the decision is I'm bypassing those elite guys. Not necessarily mm. fading, but like, you know, do I want Travis Kelsey in the first round? Yeah, yeah. he'd be a nice addition. I feel like I feel like all my, you know, rock, most of my teams where I have like, you know, I get one of those tight ends in the first, second round, they all do pretty well. They all do okay, but mm. like, they just never really had that like. But, but remember, firebomb, we so. talked about this a, a year or two ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to get those tight ends early, mm-hmm. but if you if you build your roster and you're able to get a late late tight end that hits, yeah, that yeah. type of team is going to perform yeah. way way better than a team where you you know you got your your high end tight end early. Yeah. Um. So and if you recall back when we found out about Logan Thomas, mm-hmm. um, I was gonna we had drafted Thomas, some teams yeah. at the t- before we like. We're on Logan Thomas. We had already yeah. drafted some teams. Yeah. So there was a bunch of teams we had that didn't have Logan Thomas. And yeah. he was actually on the waiver wire. Yeah. 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 And we were like, you know, we started targeting Logan Thomas and yeah. getting him on our team. But then when FFPC had that early waiver. Uh, waiver run, mm-hmm. Logan Thomas a few of the teams we were, pick, you know, we were adding them. But the other teams we were just yeah. kind of letting it be. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next week, we started adding them on, on more teams. So by week two, we had them on pretty much all yeah. our teams. And, and, got- and I say this to say, there's probably going to be other tight ends that we don't a, know about the, at this moment. We Me already, too. Got, a few. We already too. got a few. That are just there's going to be tight ends that at this yeah. moment that we can yeah. pick up later yeah. or yeah. early in the season that's going to be valuable to us. So, yeah. again, if I'm not getting the top, top guys, wait it out. Wait it Let's out. not talk let about it tight ends out. right now, like those few that you're thinking about. Let's save that to later on in the season. Well, have, are we finished your team? Oh yes, let me uh, let me finish this up. So the yeah. important thing, you know, so obviously, uh, you know, we're just having Nick Chubb as my only running back. I want, you know, I waited a little bit, uh, and then, you know, after taking uh, my third QB, I came back and was fortunate enough. I feel like to get David Montgomery. I know he's, uh, oh, you know, man. getting a lot of negative. David Montgomery, uh, David must, Montgomery, true for I'm these a, days. I must be the David Montgomery, true <laughs> pretty much. But I like the, I like David Montgomery at value. So like, uh, you know. To put it in perspective, he went. Players that went before him include AJ Dillon, 
J.K. Dobbins, and Elijah Mitchell. Uh, and I keep going back to the, uh, you know, the, the idea that you know, from when it comes to David Montgomery, I'm not expecting him to get 80, 75% of the touches. Yeah. Almost no running back does that. You know? yeah. The very few, and the ones that do go in the first round. You know? I'll be honest with you. Uh, from what I've been reading lately, man, David Montgomery, he, he's, his sentiments kind of been going a little lower lately. You know? oh, I, think, I don't know exactly why, but just... Oh, yeah. I think the, the public perception of David Montgomery, I think a lot of it came from, that, uh, from him playing on special teams. And yeah. I, I haven't been able to find the original source, but from what I'm hearing, I think he requested actually just to like be a part of that. Okay. Practice. So I mean, I mean that I don't know, but I go back to what the coaches have said, and I go back to the you know some of the athletic articles that I've read, and I just go back to the fact that like who who are they going to trust, and with this one of the worst O lines in the league, who are they going to trust on third downs? Trusting Ebner. You think they're going to trust a rookie? So this is the thing. This is a, and this is a big, this is a, this is a bigger this is a bigger segment. Ask yourself, how many rookies are trusted on actual third down and in the two-minute offense? That's a rarity. That's a rarity for a rookie running back to come in the league and that first year be trusted in the two-minute offense and on third down. Yeah. We even thought People even thought you know, Antonio Gibson, because he was a wide receiver convert, that, like, oh, it'll be easy for him. He didn't get that, you know? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. And obviously they had J.D. McKissick. So I think it's extremely hard – you're hard-pressed to trust or to bank on a rookie taking that. So that's what I'm banking that on. And, again, it may not be, but, like, when I'm getting them this late in drafts after A.J. Dillon, after, you know, uh, you know a, a banged-up, you know, or J.K. Dobbins coming first year off of ACL, yeah. I'm fine with that. And then I was able to get uh, Antonio Gibson to follow that, you know. So, like, mm. again, these are – at some point, you know, these guys become value. These are not – especially in best ball, you know. Okay. So I yeah you know, I, I love that and then I just kind of I wanted to uh, fill out the uh, wide receiver roster you know got a couple guys late like Sky Moore, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Wondell Robinson he's like literally my highest owned player like by far, hmm. by far I've like been drafting him since day one I may be like seventy percent on when it comes to Wondell. Hmm. Did you get uh, a third quarterback at all? Yeah, that was Ryan Tannehill. Remember that was the yeah, uh, accident, yeah, accidental yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so I won't go through the rest of the draft. You know, I mean, you can put, we can we can tweet yeah, it out. Yeah, or you we'll, can post yeah, we'll, it out. yeah, we'll post it out. So you went Josh Allen, um, Jared Goff, and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. So let's talk about news a little bit. Not a lot of news. Oh, week. by the way, mm-hmm. before we switch off, and I guess we could talk about this another time, but um, with that format, if I was in it. I probably would fade quarterbacks early. How early? I mean, from the jump. Like, uh, if you had the number one pick. Okay, good question. If I had the number yeah. one, two, or three pick, because I like Josh Allen, um, Lamar, and Kyler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I had one of those picks, I would take quarterback. But starting mm. as early as the fourth pick, I'm gonna fade. I'm gonna go with like some kind of skill position. Man, and, let's just talk about it. Fade right. how long though? How long I'm you afraid. Gonna I'm afraid for as long as I can. But okay. what's as long? As, I mean, so that's until say, until I mean, obviously, if you draft, you, you're supposed to read the board. You kind yeah, of see yeah. how teams are, are picking the player. Yeah. Kind of see what type of guys are already on the team. You kind of see who's around you. Yeah. Uh, what they're pro- most likely going to take. It obviously depends on where you are in the draft position. If you're on the ends or if you're in the middle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I try to play it out and get to the point where when I see like five starting caliber quarterbacks left, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll probably then grab my first one. Hmm. And then, because most teams by that time have already probably got two, mm-hmm. I'll likely be able to get another one. Okay, the, so 
But 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 the reason I, yeah. I like that route is because I think in these super flex drafts, people reach on quarterbacks so much. It's like mm-hmm. they oh, yeah. feel like if they don't get a quarterback, they're going to be left out or yeah. they just have no chance. When in reality, the way I see it, for if all these teams are taking quarterback, all the top-end scoring players yeah. are just falling. Yeah, you know, yeah, you got yeah. your C-Max, your Justin Jefferson. I mean, I'm seeing teams where C-Max and, and, and Cup on the team. Yeah. I mean, somebody that can – can arguably be the number one running back and the number one wide receiver on one team. Yeah. And then all you need to do is have your late quarterback hit. Kirk Cousins is going late. That's all I was going to say. Like if Baker Kirk Mayfield, Cousins, I think, has value. And he's going late. Yeah. You have all these players. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm starting to slightly come around on Mariota, especially if he's going to run a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Mariota was super late in this draft. Yeah. If he, if I, and that's why that, that Tannehill pick So, so really think about me. it. Because yeah. remember, here's the thing also. With Superflex, yeah, you can start a quarterback in the flex. And you probably mm-hmm. want to, but you don't have to. Yeah. yeah, you can put any position in that flex. Yeah. And again, if I can, if I can build a roster, where I'm having just the nuts players. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, being exaggerated. But if I can get like JT, C Mac, yeah. uh, Chase, mm-hmm. uh, Dalvin, yeah. if I just have those players, yeah, just give me a quarterback that breathes. But I tell you what, the you know? the, the equalizer with this, uh, maybe I guess it goes both <clears throat> ways, uh, is. That you have to start three wide receivers and yeah. a flex and super flex. Yeah, and that, so and that format, yeah, and that format, I probably would try to target wide receivers more often. Yeah, you know. But yeah. if you wait on quarterback, even like even your bench is basically filling out your wide receiver and your flex before mm-hmm. it even gets to the super flex. But remember, it, with with this strategy, I'm probably I'm probably starting off with a wide receiver because again, you have to start off with a wide receiver or a running back. But if you start off with the running back and you have to what three wide receivers? I mean, there was there was there was a team in here who like right faded now, wide receiver for a minute. Right now, so. I'm not saying fade wide receiver. I'm saying yeah. I don't have to start off a wide receiver because yeah. right now, man, if you really look at draft boards, there's value of wide receiver all over the board. Mm-hmm. Like speaking of Wandell, if you look at the FFPC draft, Wandell's still going like in the 17th round. Mm-hmm. 16, 17 round. And this is somebody we think is going to do really well this year. Yeah. You know, you, you can get guys later that are, you know, that are going to be valuable. You just probably have to hammer the position a lot, yeah, you know. Yeah. But again, if you're taking a wide receiver, a high-end wide receiver early, maybe you don't have to hammer it that, that yeah. hard, you know, yeah. because you have such stars already yeah. on the roster. Yeah. Now, some of those QBs uh, I didn't necessarily want to just go after unless they were super late, like a Mariota, because – you gotta wonder at some point the rookie's likely gonna see some touches or see some uh, maybe see some starts. So, maybe, I yeah. mean, for me, rookie quarterbacks, if they're third or later, there's no guarantee they're gonna get any type of burn. For me, yeah, if they're a first or yeah. second round pick, if they're a first round pick, I definitely think so. Like yeah. Pickett, mm-hmm. I think so. I'm not sure, but I think yeah. so. Yeah, but a second round pick, maybe. But those yeah. third round pick, like think about Kellen Mond was a third round pick last year. That's true. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but he's behind Kirk Cousins. Right. But I'm saying these are third-round picks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's no guarantee. Kellen Mott might not even make the team this year. Kyle Trask was a third-round pick. These are both quarterbacks that were taken before Davis yeah. Mills. Yeah, but who did they who did they get drafted to? That, that, that's oh, like yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But remember, Kirk Cousins, you know, it's funny because I was talking to a Vikings fan uh, in, my, in my fraternity uh, yesterday. They hate Kirk Cousins. Yeah, like, they, they hate like, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, over or now. something. They're like, man... Get rid of him off our team. So when they tick t- Kellerman, people yeah. are probably looking at it like that's a successor. Yeah. And you know, right now he's fine to make the team. So I don't know. I, I and just to tie a bow on all this, mm-hmm. the reason why that strategy I think is so valuable because remember, especially in these tournaments, you're trying to get at the very top. If you if you're building a team just like everybody else, you're just going to be in the middle of the pack. 
mm-hmm. and you're not really going to yeah. separate yourself from anybody. So I'd rather do some things where I'm totally, totally opposite from what everybody else is doing. Hopefully my team is strong enough. And really it's all about those late quarterbacks. Because like I said, a Baker or a Kirk, mm-hmm. they can hit for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. even somebody else that we're not talking about, Davis Mills can hit for you. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if you're getting two of those guys, because you got to look at like, you know, just look historically, like there's the elite quarterbacks that in this type of format can score, you know, granted they stay healthy, stay healthy can score 400 points. And then there's the Baker Mayfields who may put up like 250, 270. I, I, That's like 150 points. My rebuttal, my rebuttal to that is simply the fact that we can assume these elite quarterbacks are going to put up those type of points. But in reality, yeah, I mean, but in you, reality, uh, there's a lot of instances where these quarterbacks we expect to be elite don't have elite production. But it's you usually up, you due to injury. Up, it's you, usually due to injury. Yeah, injury or, or whatever reason. You know, like Dak didn't have a, a a crazy season last year. It was still a lot better than Baker Mayfield. No, no, of course. I mean, Baker Mayfield had a bad season. Though. He was hurt too. You know, he missed a lot of games. What I'm saying is you when we were looking at certain players and even Kyler, and uh, Kyler got hurt, but you're taking these quarterbacks so, so high with the assumption that they're going to give you all these points and they're going to stay you know, healthy. If you, if, you, if, you, if you remove injury from the equation, a Dak is still going to outscore – Baker Mayfield significantly, like enough to where it's very, very significant. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, I know 100%. I don't know. I know yeah, 100%. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. That I, I know 100%. I, 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 I would actually probably put a wager on that with you. You Let's go. How much you want to put? You already got 50 on the other one. Huh? 50 on which one? Dak versus Baker. Well, first of all, the ca- points? my caveat is Baker has to win the job. Total points. Yeah. I, oh, I'll make that I, bet. Oh, well, you have to like give him. Don't, like, don't pull it back. <laughs> no, no, no. What, what are you gonna say? There has to be. I mean, but you can't. He said do it Dak, straight up. He said I said straight, straight up Dak said, versus Baker. You want straight up? If ba- I want straight up. If Baker if Baker wins that job, I'll take Dak straight up. Oh my god, this is easy money. This fifty dollars. This is easy money. Yeah, fifty dollars. Th- I'll take. And that. this is another segue. Everybody's sleeping on Dak this year. I'm telling y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm t- hibernating. I'm t- Hibernating over here. I'm telling y'all, Dak is gonna go off this year. Okay, I'm telling y'all right now. Well, I mean, you don't have to convince. It's easy money, right? You don't have to convince nobody. I don't. I don't. You're you're the favorite. You're the favorite. It's on wax. Listen, it's on wax. It's on wax. Yeah. Fifty yeah, on it. That's a second yeah. fifty dollar. But again, my caveat is Baker has to win the job. If Donald's okay. trying out there week one, man, scratch right. this all out. Yeah, add as many caveats as you want. That's the only one. That's the yeah. only one. Baker has to win the job. All right, all right, all right. So let's oh, talk and also about injury, right? Yeah, yeah, injury, injury. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So let's talk about news. Let's stay on quarterbacks. Tom Brady not practicing. Listen, does he really need to learn this offense? Does it matter? Is it significant that he's not practicing? Oh, this right is now? this is this is very significant. Not that I was like drafting Brady. It's not significant. This is this is just weird. Okay, this is this, uh-huh. this is some, something is not. I don't. It's not. Weird. He is taking off like two weeks. Mm-hmm. For what? Well, they're saying just non-football reasons. Like they not, haven't told us. I heard some. I mean, this is like non-official. Uh, All right, give us the rumors. I'm okay with that. The like he's like going to go shoot something regarding like his prior Super Bowl victories. Like it's like a film project. No, okay. I don't know. I don't know what. But but either way, I mean, I don't know. This is something uneasy. He's 45. He already retired once. Like players around him are getting injured. Like I, I just I don't know. I don't know. It's like some. You know, not to throw well, it out there, but like I don't think this is nothing. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think we should even waste time talking about it. Yeah, this is preseason. We're talking about the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. He doesn't even need practice. Brady can literally hold out the whole off season, show up week one, and be ready to rock. But and it's roll. Brady. How many times That's did what you see? Done. How many? That's Brady. exactly what Gronk is doing. <laughs> How many times have you seen Brady just like say, just like kind of you know, 
uh, remove himself from practice. If anything, not, he's, like, he's trying to get matter. more practice. It doesn't matter how many times it's happened. What I'm saying is Brady can be gone. Yeah. Now, unless you're concerned, he might not come back. That's, That's what I'm concerned. I'm not, concerned. I'm not yeah. concerned about Brady like missing practice. But no. why would he? Why would no. he not come back? I'm concerned about the idea that Brady like may just say, you know what, like stop after it. taking some stop <laughs> okay. it. Okay. I'm really stop retired. It. Man is 45. He just called Julio to come play with him. How many, yeah. times, how many times a week you wake up and you like he just Dang. he just he just and I'm not I don't know what I'm gonna do. He just retired. He just retired and then unretired. He gonna go through all of that. And then say, you know what? Forget about it. Do you know? And, and then, and then do on you top of that, you follow Brady on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, I, no, I, I don't. I, I, don't I don't follow Brady. <laughs> but and then on top of that, he wouldn't leave the Bucks in the situation because if Brady is not there, who's going to be their quarterback? He could care less. He about could care less. Bucks. No, <laughs> I mean, he, he could, You could say he could care less, but come on, look. He everybody's on the Bucks because Brady's there, mm. and him him just leave. Come on, y'all. If y'all really I, think Brady might be gone, y'all I are don't, tripping. I don't. Now, I don't. Right? Look, I, I, I want to say if y'all are tripping. Hey, it's, I, it's, I don't. It's a five percent chance. Man. It's like a five percent like point five percent. I don't. It's point. just fun to think about. But you said point five percent. So I, I would say that for every player. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> I say I say C Mac has a point. He has a one percent. Put like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a no, hard situation. Man. Come man. on, man. That's, That's not news. Let, let the man just take a break. All right, he's all 46 right. years old. All right, all right. He's 20 He's years knocking off 50. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Rashad Penny injury, oh. as we expected. I think it's his groin. <sighs> Relevant or irrelevant? Like, how do you irrelevant. guys feel about you, you think Rashad Penny all these injuries being irrelevant. irrelevant in camp when he's known Lord. to be injured and not? I don't like my players that have no kind of injuries. Because, no, we, they, we, because we injuries. We're four weeks away from the season. Injuries to leave. Mr. Like, we Curtis four Samuel weeks away from the season. <laughs> right, right. Do right. we need to rebound back to the table? Right, right, right. Curtis Samuel. Kurt, right. Kurt, Kurt, no, where is Curtis Samuel? No, but Kurt, <laughs> Curtis Samuel had a significant injury where he had to literally be out for an extended groin. period of time. But what I'm saying is his was, <laughs> his was significant. <laughs> But his is significant. Well, how do, we don't every know every groin is. injury is not the same. I know we don't know. We don't know. But, but what I'm saying is, so we don't know. So the coach said he's going to miss a few days. He'll probably be this back is, soon. You cannot trust. No, this is what I'm yeah, saying. The coach yeah. said he'll be he'll miss a few days. He'll be back soon. Why am I going to ring this alarm concern for something when our season isn't for four or five weeks? Now, if he was to say something like, "Okay, this guy is going to go get a second opinion," or or we're going to shut him down for some weeks or something like that. Okay, maybe then we'll have a little bit of concern. But every single knickknack a player is going to get, I mean, I'll tell again, you what. we're like a month away from the season. I adjust. Okay, so like with Adju- all the, adjust to what? So look, this is this is basically how the this is how the all season has played out for me from a drafting standpoint between within the Seattle backfield. Kenneth Walker was getting all the hype. Penny mm-hmm. was just falling in drafts and I was just scooping up Penny. Then <laughs> people finally got wind that Penny was a starter. And Kenneth Walker started really falling in drafts. Penny started rising, and I just started scooping up Kenneth Walker. So I'm pretty sure with this news, we're going to see Kenneth Walker rise and Penny fall. So what I'm saying is I'm not going to pay the premium price or the at-cost price for Penny right now. If he falls in drafts, oh, yeah, I'll take a stab. I'll take a jab. So you're not going to – okay, first of all, he's not at a premium price at all. He's going late. But if he – if he's still – He's 8-9. But if he's still where he's at, you're telling me – because of this 
injury news, you're going to say, you know what, I'm no longer going to Man, you're putting in quotation, a groin is a groin, man. A groin is like a serious injury. Okay. Have you ever hurt your groin? Okay. Okay, look, I, I've hurt my groin. That's not a, that's, I, not, I, that's <laughs> nothing to play with. Okay. I'm being serious. Again, I've hurt, what I've I'm hurt saying my groin. Is, like, I'm, saying I'm not an athlete, what I'm but saying I know is like, that's, not like a, that's not like insignificant. Well, what I'm saying is you're hearing an injury uh, injury that the team is not making it seem like it's serious, and we're a whole month away from the Who's season. Who's not making it seem like it's serious? You're talking about Pete Carroll, who said he was expecting Carson back. But again, we're a whole month away from the season. So so you're not going to say, you know what? I'm not going to fade this player. I didn't say fade. I said I'm not taking him at a cost. There's no reason to. I mean, that's fading. If, no he, if he's still to. going in the same place, that's fading him. If the markets adjust, which I anticipate if the market, they I'm will, saying the market doesn't adjust at all. Then I'm not taking him. There's no reason to. So, but what I'm, saying, no is, reason what I'm saying is a week ago you were taking him. Yes. Right? You hear this? A week ago he didn't hear, have a groin hear, injury. You hear this news. Yes. And now you're saying, you know what? I'm no longer taking him. At that price, no. Okay. There's no point. Okay. There's no point. There's okay. no point. Like I said, that's like you go into the store. That's like you go into the store. You like, oh man, I love them Jays, and then like they get scuffed up. Like somebody, like they fall. You know, somebody steps on them. They get scuffed up. You know, the uh, the store owner puts them back up on the rack, and you like, man, they a little scuffed. But you know what? I'm gonna, ta- I'm gonna take your same I'm, analogy. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna take your same analogy. They get they they get scuffed up, right? Mm-hmm. I tell the store owner, man, I'm going to Miami in a few weeks. I want to wear my Jays to Miami. I'm gonna leave them here. Um, mm-hmm. In three weeks, I'm gonna come back and pick up them Jays. Make sure the scuff is off, and I'm gonna have them in Miami. Hey, ready not to all scuff marks are equal. Some of them scuff marks okay. do not come off. I, I just think I just I'm think not paying full price for. I'm not paying full price. Yeah, for a previous scuff. Go back and give me a new box. Yeah, 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 give, give me, me a new box. box. I do not I want care. the display. I don't, I don't want the display. I want the scuff. Yeah, I want a fresh. I think y'all hear this injury news, and it just—I think y'all let the injury news sway y'all way too much. I'm just talking about Jays. That's it. I don't. I don't. I don't get the idea of like a guy like suffers a groin injury. Okay, let me just continue to draft him. Just assuming that this is not serious. Assuming that he's gonna come back. No, healthy. but I think vice versa. You're, you're, assuming, you're assuming it is serious. I'm not. I don't have to take him. I can win my drafts and my I league. I didn't say. Without, I didn't say you have to take him. What I'm saying is, if you were okay taking him before, you're not letting. I was say, okay taking a healthy penny. That, first of all, that's an oxymoron. Penny, <laughs> penny stays hurt. Remember, the, remember when the season or the. Yeah. the Training camp started. Yeah. The first day he was out with a hemi. Yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that. So, Penny but that wasn't that hurt. wasn't four weeks before the season. A groin can linger for a long time, and you can okay. get the neck and reaggravate. Okay, all right. Hey, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm like, not going to tell you how to draft. I'm just know, it just confusing me that y'all let it this sound. It sound like you. It sound like you've never had a groin injury. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm that's not what it saying, sounds like. I'm not saying a groin injury is not a concern. All I'm saying is. We're, we're a whole month away. Even even if he misses week one, even if you told me right now Penny's gonna miss the in first, this backfield, yes, it matters. Even because if, even if, if you told me Penny's gonna miss the first three weeks of the season, I'll still be fine taking him. You know why that's significant? Because because you're scared rookie, of Walker. Because of the rookie behind you're, him, you're scared of There's Walker. There's talent behind him. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not concerned about. It. That's all I'm really saying. Yeah. All right. You know, I, 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 if, are you drafting if, Walker if, at all? No, you're not drafting any Walker. No, 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 no not at all. I don't want no Walker. If if wow. if these concerns you have a penny had merit for me, I wouldn't even be worried about drafting penny. Yeah. Okay. Like that's how I see it. Yeah. Okay. You know, but if I'm cool with drafting penny, then this little news is not gonna man, I'll tell y'all, man, stay off of Twitter, man. Golly. <laughs> anyway, what's the next what's the next subject? <laughs> All right, guys. If you have not liked, rated, or subscribed to this episode, please like this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast. It helps us a lot. I want to stay on injuries for a second. Let's talk about Deontay Johnson. Yes, let's stay on injuries for a second because it's important, especially with him. DeAndre Johnson looks like he's out with a hip injury. Deontay. I said, I, 
You said DeAndre, but go ahead. Oh, Deontay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Johnson. I thought I said DeAndre. Players mess up. It's all right. <laughs> Deontay uh, Johnson. All right. Uh, he's out. Looks like Claypool is banged up as well. Let's stay on Deontay for a second. How significant is his injury? Do you care? You clearly don't care about injuries. Rewind. Rewind. All right, all right. Let's just recycle that last argument. No. All right. I personally think, uh, yeah, I don't think it's significant. I think, like, this is who Deontay is. Like, if you ever mm-hmm. owned Deontay, we've been Deontay supporters for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Just, like, scooping him up in drafts. It's, like, the first year we've, like, really not been on him. Uh, I'm still on him. Okay, I'm not on him. Yeah, I'm uh, still on him. Yeah, I'm not on, I'm not on him. I Usually there are other guys there that I like. Um, and, I, and I'm not, like, necessarily fading him. I just, you know, he's kind of lower down in that tier for me. But if you've ever owned him, you know that, like, this dude gets hurt. Like very easily, he's like yeah. he's almost yep. made a tissue paper, and it's and it's frustrating too because he'll come in and out of games like mm-hmm. the worst type. Like he'll get injured on the first play, and you just be like, "Damn!" Like that's the entire game, you know. Yeah. But then come back in the fourth quarter, you like and catch like six for sixty, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I think that's built in. Uh, I think the significance of that is that you know we keep seeing all these George Pickens highlights, mm-hmm. uh, and that's nice because now the rookie is getting some burn. Mm-hmm. He's getting you know he's getting uh, looks in front of the coaching staff. Uh, they're being, you know, they're, you know, being able to see what uh, he can do, mm-hmm. uh, and if they have confidence in that, if there is, you know, a portion of the uh, season where Deontay is hurt, you know, with their groin, a hamstring, hip flex, or whatever, yeah. Now the coaching staff feels comfortable having George Pickens take over some of that role. So mm-hmm. I like that. So for me, that kind of. You know, even though you may not be able to start George Pickens when everybody is healthy, mm-hmm. he's a player that I'm willing to stash in the event that Deontay gets hurt and feel comfortable that he can potentially take that, uh, you know, take over some of those targets. But you are high on George Pickens. At the I love George Pickens. Like, probably season. on number one, yeah, number one prospect. All right, all right. But, Dio, how do you look at this? You don't care about the injury at all. You're still seeing Deontay as Deontay. yeah. None of this injury news ever sway me unless it's like season ending or or it's serious. You know, the team is like, we don't know when they're going to be back or mm-hmm. we don't know if they're mm-hmm. going to be ready for week one. When I hear stuff like that, then it's like, okay, I got to pause a little bit. Um, but, man, honestly, man, there's probably more injuries going on than we even are aware of. You know, yeah. we haven't even talked about Mike Evans. Mike Evans got hurt. Russell Gage yeah. got hurt. You know, I, there's, there's players all over the league that are just getting hurt that are probably having to – you know, just sit out, you know, a few days. Because in reality, none of this stuff matters right now, especially when you're talking about a vet. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a player that's been around. They, they're they one of your best players. You know when it, when the lights are on, they're going to perform. What am I going to waste time getting them out there and practicing and going through these meaningless reps? You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like the AI stuff. It's like we're talking about practice. but it, know, not, a, not a game, but practice. You I mean, know? didn't yeah. say they're meaningless. I mean, I feel like even though they have the same OC – like, there's been plenty of talks that, like, Ben really, like, you know, dictated what plays were going to be called. That's fine. And Ben is no longer there. You have new quarterbacks. So, like, uh, it's, to me, it's not meaningless reps. It's like, you know, you're trying, you're practicing with a quarterback that you've never practiced with before. This isn't a backup. This isn't a guy you've had it's rapport still, it's with. It's still meaningless because of the fact and he wasn't that. Getting, he wasn't getting reps before that because he was kind of, he was holding in. It's still meaningless to me because once week one is starts – and the first team offense goes out there. He's going to be out there. He's going to run his route. And if he's open, Trubisky's going to throw him the ball. You know, it, he's going like, to try to throw him the ball. I mean, yeah, he's going to try. <laughs> he's going to try. But but again, him him 
him not having practice right now doesn't change any of that stuff to me at all. I don't Again, know. if he's going to miss the game, there's a reason. There's a reason quarterbacks call out their wide receivers during the summertime, during the offseason, mm-hmm. to you and know, guess practice what? reps. They, they, and they, it matters. And guess what? They did that. Trubisky and Deontay practiced this summer already. Okay. So, yeah. again, the, these little practices here and there, honestly, it's better to allow the young guys to actually get those reps. You know, mm-hmm. they're the yeah. ones that have never been through a training camp. Yeah. They're the ones that literally are still trying to figure out how to get to the cafeteria. They're, they're trying to figure out where the, the new city they're in and how to navigate. Those are the guys I think the reps are more important. George Pickens is that dude. You've seen, you seen the, uh, the, draft, the draft video. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I like George Pickens. I, I wouldn't George touch him in the redraft. I, I like George Pickens more so in, in Dynasty by far. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be I, – I, like, I wouldn't waste time really drafting him unless I just stacking wide receivers and redraft. But I like players like that in, like, tournaments. Like, you can just – but the, the thing with those players is, like, you either got to be patient with them. Like, and that's if your team allows. If your team allows you to be patient with them, you know, everybody stays healthy. You got plenty of starters, and you can just kind of hold them. He's one of those players that can like really set you apart, like in the money weeks or like at the back. The end of problem the season. is how long you're gonna hold them, though. That's the thing, and, and that's the thing. Like, uh, like because I mean, and that's the thing. You, you're, the first waiver run is gonna happen before the season starts, and then after week one is the week one, week one and week two typically have the the biggest yeah. waiver runs. You got this guy on your your bench. You he, even if he plays, say he plays, he's on the field, three catches. 50 yards, you know. This is a two thing. Two weeks in a row. Are you going to not say, I'm going to just hold out and just see? This is or are you going to actually say, I need to get these other players that, you know. This is the thing. By season's end, by season's end, you know, George Pickens could significantly close the gap between him and Deontay. Deontay is great at getting open, but Deontay still lacks a lot of things when it comes to being like a true alpha wide receiver. That's why they didn't want to pay him. You right, know? but I don't think. Like, the, the, you know, just being sure-handed. You but know, I don't think that this make sure you're running all your routes, blocking. Like he still lacks certain th- qualities of right. Like, but a true I, but I don't think the receiver. discussion is about how the end of the season is going to start because if you really manage your team, the way your team looks week one is going to be so different than the way your team looks. I know, but in say week but sixteen. I mean, we, so what I'm saying is, are you going to say I'm going to draft this guy and just literally keep him on my be- bench for weeks? It's on possible end? because number one, we don't know what Claypool is going to do. We don't know the like we really don't know a lot about this offense as far right. as like who's yeah. going to be the number one, number two, and number three right. targets. So if in your like in my mind, it's Deontay from a just from a talent standpoint, like mm-hmm. a, you know a. Res- a receiving talent, talent standpoint, it is Deontay, it is George Pickens, it is it is Chase Claypool, it is Najee Harris, and it is Pat Farber. Right, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is we're talking about redraft. We're talking about stri- strictly strategy. I'm talking about strictly redraft. Strategy. Yeah. You're gonna draft this guy and just literally keep him on your bench because you're gonna hope that by this the end the of the season he but, has value. But this is the thing you don't know. Deontay Deontay could get hurt at any point. In right, fact, but he's you, already but you hurt. can say you don't know about. Any play on any team. But the thing with the difference between this player is I believe in this player's talent. I'm going to use your argument right. against you. Like, uh, I'm no, drafting no, no. the talent no, no, no. and not But what the I'm saying is you're drafting a wide receiver talent that you're not even sure he's going to give you much value initially. You're basically, you basically told me that by the end of the season he can overtake Deontay. We but, do it with running backs all the time. But, okay, that's totally different. You know that. It's running not, back is all, not running different. Back, running back is all about opportunity. We just talked about Deontay being made of tissue. We just talked about how often he gets hurt. Okay. He's hurt right now. But, but what I'm saying is with running backs, it's all about opportunity and the fact that these running backs that we're drafting now, if yeah. they're not going to play week one or week two, most likely they're going to be off our team anyways. We're, we're, there's not many running backs you're, you're literally just stashing unless it's a, there's a high-end handcuff. There's a lot of running backs that people will not draft, especially in a deep format like FFPC. There's right, a lot but of that's what I'm saying. All these players draft. are going to be on the waiver wire. And so you, you pick up Pickens. Pickens yeah. is on your team. And then – 
That's what I said. And then some some running back becomes a waiver wire darling. And then you look at your roster and you're saying, okay, I have to drop somebody to pick up this waiver wire darling. It may not be picking. It may not be picking. It could be a number of other players. A lot of this depends on your team, where your team is. In my mind, I'm looking at Pickens as an elite talent, in my opinion, an elite talent. And this is before, and, I, and I'm not really paying attention to any of these like Twitter videos. This has nothing to do with the Twitter videos. This is like literally me watching game film for Georgia. The dude looks like a true alpha, like elite wide receiver. I mean, this is I, all based again, on college. I'm not. I'm not. But, but listen, what I'm saying. If, so for me, if I have a team that is solid, that I'm not necessarily worried. Yeah, and, and, and again, it depends on like who I have to drop. If he's like literally the worst player on my roster, and there's like a you know a, you know a coveted handcuff or some player on waiver, and I gotta drop him, yeah, then so be it. But that's not that's not no, normally the case. His talent is such that I am going to try and hold on to him because he could be the difference. I want you. He could be a, a, a league winning. I'm gonna give you some player. homework. By this time next week, think of a player like that last year. Amon Ron, that's an easy one. Who? Amon Ron was on the waiver wire, and he's no, not no, even wait, a wait, no, 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 wait, wait. Let me finish what I'm saying. You're not even let me finish what I'm All saying. Right, go ahead. I want my homework is think about last year this time. Who was a receiver that you liked the talent that you were drafting that you just held on on your bench pretty mm. much majority of the season long, and then finally the opportunity rose. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore gave you. Like no, he three, did not start. Weeks. He did not. He did not he start like the, three, four. He weeks. did not start off the season. But he, high. Gave, but he gave you like three, four. Was Elijah Moore a league winner? Yeah. Was, he a, was when he was healthy? He was. He was helping you out. He was putting up like twenty points. Per okay. Game. Okay. Let me. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this about Elijah Moore. And, and, let, and me ask, let me. Let me. Wait. 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 And number one, I didn't play dynasty last let me, year. Let me so ask I really you wasn't drafting. I really wasn't. Let me ask you this about Elijah Moore though. Go ahead. Was Elijah Moore any waiver wires last year? On some, yeah. That's, that's the point I'm making. You're, you're drafting, but a not guy. a lot. Not a lot. I, he was on a fair amount of, but the, not, the not the majority. I like I like. He, he I think a, he, he, what, he I'm is, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, the type of player Pickens is is somebody where you really don't have to draft him and hold on to him. If he becomes what you're thinking he's going to become, mm-hmm. most likely you have an I opportunity agree. to pick yeah. him on the on the waiver wire. I'm not going to draft him and just hold on to, and just wait for it to happen. Because there's anything, there's so many. We do that all the time. We do. We basically now with wide receivers. We do. We do that from rounds. Basically, you know, thirteen through twenty. But not with wide receivers. We do that with running backs. We do that with running backs. We do that with wide. Go look at. You can pull up your draft right now. I can point out a bunch of wide receivers that will likely end up on the waiver. You're just hoping like that who? something help. Pull up, pull up one of their drafts. I'll, I'll point them out right I'll now. I pull up one right now. Like I already have one up. Yeah, pull up one. All right, there you go. I already have one up. Which round you want me to highlight? Go down, go down, go down, go down. Kendrick Bourne. I like Kendrick Bourne. I, I want like I want to play Kendrick Bourne. I talked about Kendrick Bourne last yeah, week. Yeah, that's that's a guy I'm going to put on my roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to believe it, but what yeah. I'm saying to me, I, I think Kendrick Bourne is somebody. And I, so that's what I'm saying too. I think I think I think George Pickens is the second most talented wide you think receiver play, on that team. You think you can I think play, he can. Lead, I think he can be second in in targets because wait, I think he's that much better wait, than you Claypool. Think you can play Pickens like by week two. It's possible. Yes. Deontay is not going okay. to have 200 plus okay. targets. Okay. If you think you're playing by week two, cool. Cool. Okay. I, no, I, I don't see him as a player you can play by week two, but if, yeah. if that's what I can you be see. patient. I can be patient. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you got to be patient. I don't think you should be patient on wide receivers. Yeah. Running backs, you can be patient, but wide I receivers, agree. not. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, like, I held some MyJP Ryan, like, all season. You see? And <laughs> wait for him to, like. And what did he give you, like, two weeks? Two, three Maybe weeks? a week. Maybe a week. 
Yeah. But there, I mean, but receivers, I agree. Like, I mean, I, I'm it, just not holding on. It's, to it's not. It's not necessarily like can I hold on to this guy? There's a lot. There's a lot that's in play. It depends on the team. Depends on the format. Depends on like how your your, your team is doing. Depends on what you're fighting for. Depends on what you plan. I mean, there's a lot that's like in play. I can't. You can't just make a blanket statement like I'm gonna for sure hold on to him or I'm not gonna hold on to him. I'm not gonna draft him. I just I think, think just he's depends. the type of player where it's almost like Kadarius Tony. I got mm-hmm. a lot of Kadarius Tony last year. I didn't draft no Kadarius Tony, mm-hmm. which means I was picking him up. Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, and this is a was Kadarius Tony a first round pick last year? He was. I'm not sure. Yeah, he was. He's he was. a first round yeah. of the NFL he draft. He was yeah. a player that was available on waiver wires everywhere. You mm-hmm. know, that's kind of how I see Pickens. But it's not. It's, to me, it's not one to one because I don't think to me Pickens is a much more talented wide receiver, like true wide receiver. Kadarius Tony is, is crazy athletic, but Pickens is a is to me an elite wide receiver, alpha wide receiver. That I think his talent can dictate him getting targets. Okay, that's that's what I view it. So I, I mean, I'm not, you know, and, I, I, I'm and, not, and but, watching but, Claypool over the last two years, could Claypool improve? Yeah, third year in the system, could he like really break out? Well, within the realm of possibility. But to date, that has not happened. And then we have another wide receiver who constantly gets injured. But again, so I'm, I not, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing talent at all. I, yeah. I, you know, I love George Pickens too. I love George. Like I said, dynasty. Yeah. If, I, if I'm in a dynasty draft, I'm in the, if I'm in the back end of my yeah. rookie draft, I'm, I'm picking Pickens. Like that's my guy. But as far as this season redraft, he's this guy I just see myself having to wait on. Same thing with Chris Olave. I feel like I'm gonna have to wait on him. Yeah. And we're um, talking. Look. And, 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 and for reference. I'm speaking pre like Pickens hype, you know. Same thing with Wandell. Like what Pickens oh, hype. You know, this, I, the last few weeks has just been nothing but Pickens hype. Mm-hmm. So like before the last all this week. hype, like oh my like God. I I have a ton hype of for Pickens. what like video like videos, videos highlights. Yeah. Same Man, thing stay with off of Twitter. Same thing with Wando. No. Stay Wandell. off of Twitter. <laughs> but either way, like I have so much of these guys because I'm getting them in the 18th, 19th round. Like you you you're taking That's dart valid. throws. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. taking dart throws anyway, That's, and yeah. I'm choosing like. I'm choosing like you know situations to me that are still somewhat ambiguous. Mm-hmm. So to, for me to say that he can't be the wide receiver too, let me ask I don't you know this. That. Let me I ask you this. That. You just same thing with Wandell. I don't like Kenny Galladay to me to is trash, and I and I just read some stuff about like his injury mm-hmm. and God, I'm terrible with sources, but like someone who like knew the surgeon who talked about like his like recovery and like this dude like may never like be the same. Mm-hmm. And don't let me ask you this. Us, but let me ask you this. You just yeah. said you're taking these guys. What'd you say? 17, 18 round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if that's what you're doing, and again, I know you, Abby. You do waivers. You're not one of the t- people that literally just have your same team from draft to the end of the I like season. To spend that money, baby. Okay. So if you're doing waivers, <laughs> listen, listen. If you're doing waivers, yeah. Obviously, to pick somebody up, you got to drop somebody. Yeah. So, if you're taking these guys in the 17, 18, who are you dropping? The guys you so drafted in the 15, lot, 16? There are a lot of running backs that I don't mind spending draft capital. I'm talking about handcuffs. Okay. That I don't mind spending draft capital on or tight ends to just wait and see. Wait and see where they are, where are they on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Wait and see what their role are, you know, what their role is. Wait and see, you know, what their, you know, potential target, uh, you know, distribution is going to look like. And then it only takes me a couple of weeks before for me to, like, get a good sense of that or, like, you know, try and make a decision and determination as to whether or not I feel like I want to keep those guys or not. So whether I draft you in the 17th so, or 18th round versus the 13th or 12th round, it doesn't matter. So you're saying you're going to drop the 14th, 15th guy over the guy you dropped in the 17th? I have no issues with that because the 14th but, or 15th guy, if he gets, you know – Ty Davis Price is a, is a good one. If he's somehow able to get the RB two 
you know, be RB2 on the depth chart, to me, that is significant. But the, and I'm willing to, like, pay that premium price for that, knowing that he may not get that. But the flaw in, your, in what you're saying at this moment is a lot of these guys you're talking about don't end up having value until as the season progresses. You're really not going to know week one or week two. For instance, Khalil Herbert. Khalil week Herbert. Three or four, I mean. Khalil, Khalil Herbert was valuable in, like, week five, six. You know, I know, and Damian, and so what happened? But, but in the beginning of the season, he was nothing. Exactly, and so Damian Williams, okay, so, but we saw some of this coming. We saw Damian Williams not necessarily, you know, falling apart or not necessarily being a big part or looking, uh, let me see, as athletic as he looked in years previous because remember, he took a year off. Right. So it was, you know, and then you started hearing words of Khalil Herbert or you started seeing a little Khalil Herbert and you saw that this wasn't as clear a situation as we once thought. And then, and then Damian, uh, Damian Williams got hurt. So, okay, I'm just I, I just I mean you said it yourself with handcuff running backs you have to be patient. You have not to be necessarily patient. patient, but like at some point you can figure out or get a good sense of where guys are on the depth. Okay, track. okay, let's 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 make it a little bit more narrow as far as what we're talking about. Okay, week one. Yeah, post week one, that first wave of post week one is not enough. No, time. no, listen to me. Listen yeah. to me. Post week one. There's mm-hmm. a guy, a waiver guy that you like. Yeah. You had drafted Pickens and Wandell. Let's specifically talk about those guys in yeah. 18 and 17. Yeah. So now you're getting ready for week two. You're getting ready to do a waiver wire. Who are you dropping? Those running backs? You can't. You, look. No, 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 no. I'm no. going to pull a day right here. You, I need to know what the rest of my team looks like, and I need to know who that is. But I'm saying That's fair, too. That's no, like, what I'm mean, saying. That's like, that's yeah. like, no, no, listen. Listen, I'm saying it. Yeah. You have handcuffs. Whoever the handcuffs are, you have handcuffs from round. 13 and 16, so 13, 14, 15, 16, all running back handcuffs. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. 17, you pick Wondell, 18, you pick Pickens, yeah. 19 defense, it depends, uh, 20 kicker. It depends on those handcuffs. And those handcuffs, to me, are clear handcuffs in my mind. I feel comfortable with those guys being the actual handcuffs and that it's not going to be a committee-type situation. Okay, then, let me flip your own, your own response to you. What if you think all of them are going to be solid handcuffs? Then I'm looking between Pickens and Wandell. So but that mean, is rarely the case. Okay. It is rarely the case that through 20 rounds, all my 20 players hit. I think, that almost I think, what, never I think happens. what I'm more so saying, first of all, I didn't say anybody's hitting. I think what I'm really saying is you don't really know, or I don't think you'll know by week two whether these handcuffs are going to be valuable for you or not. I may not yeah. know that about the receivers either. That's why, I, that's why we watch the games. Right, and it's but, not going to be about but, stats. But the, question be about- I'm asking, but the question I'm asking is, with you not knowing, and you have to do a waiver run, See, are you going to understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about running backs. We know that they wear down over the season. Yeah. Right, right, and we know they get hurt. And we know the that they get hurt. Position in football. So like, we're more patient with the handcuffs with running backs because we know it's just a matter of time and we're hoping that they hit. Yeah. Receivers are less likely than running backs to get injured, so we're less patient. And the thing with running backs, when a running back gets hurt, it's almost like a lot of times it's easy to figure out who the direct replacement is. Let me give you an example right now. Okay, let's take the San Francisco backfield. That's one of the nah, but that one is no, 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 no. Let me let me take a backfield is a unique backfield. Let me, oh, yeah, that's but that's that, that's that's literally the type of backfield of you know where I'm going to invest capital. Whoa, 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 wait, but let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Can I finish? Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I finish? Okay, look. So right now in drafts, there are four San Francisco running backs being drafted. Okay. One clear starter and three backups. 
So nobody is going to hold on to all three. At some point, things are going to clarify, and that's people are going to say, "You're picking the most ambiguous that's type." But this? that's the like, type of backup that I'm talking about. That's what I was going to say. All right, because all right. in every single draft, Dyer. in almost every single draft, this? I have a San Francisco Forty Nine. Hey, Dio, Dio, If Dalvin Cook goes in, who do you expect to come in as their uh, handcuff? He, oh, you asked, you asked him the wrong question. All right. Oh, Madison. If Zeke sure, goes down. You 100% sure about that? I'm pretty sure. If Zeke okay. goes down, who you expect to Pollard. come in? Pollard. All right. But those are clear cut. You're not dropping those guys. But that's the point that I'm making is that like the vast majority of teams. It's, the vast majority are not like that. That is not the vast majority. All right. I'm telling you right now. If Damian Harris goes down, who's going to get the majority? But, though, but, Ron, but that, those guys have standalone value. Like You talked about Pollard and you talked about Ramondre Stevenson. That, those are more RBBCs. Oh, let's than not get on that discussion, the standalone so, value discussion. But look, yeah. but look so you're picking, out, you're picking out like maybe like a quarter. The majority of the league, it's not as clear. All right, I can Tennessee. Name all right, all right, Tennessee. All right. Who's the handcuff for Tennessee? Dontrell Hillier. Exactly. So um, most people would not necessarily agree with that. Ian, no, I, I think most, people, I think most people will agree. Well, look, I don't agree with that because if Derrick Henry goes down, it's going to be it's going to be a combination of Haskins and Dontrell Hilliard. Okay. It's not going to be just Dontrell Hilliard. <laughs> okay, because, okay, that's what happened last year. Dontrell <laughs> okay. Hilliard is not the type okay, to like okay. bang it in. That, hey, that's what happened last year, and that's it. what the coach. That's that's what literally everyone's. It's going to be a running back by committee. That's exactly what happened last okay, year. Okay, and there's a lot of situations like that where there's not a clear handcuff. Okay. okay. There's not a clear handcuff. Right. Yes, sir. Right. They literally pulled people off the street. We thought we thought we knew who the handcuff was last <laughs> year. They signed Adrian Peterson. Then they signed Dante Foreman. Okay. But they okay. had so much. They had so much love for uh, for Hilliard, right? Hilliard was not the guy people thought was going to be the backup okay. last year. All right. Yeah. All right. No, but this is a good time, guys. Fulltimefantasy.com. Full-time fantasy world uh, world championships mm-hmm. is a draft that we... Don't take Hillary because he might not be the, the handcuff, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we got to look deeper into that situation. But, uh, Please check the links in the bio, fulltimefantasyworldchampionships.com. Please check that out. Guys, we got time for one topic today because we... No. Slept. No, no, no. One topic. One okay. topic. We got time for one topic. I want to talk about Carson Wentz for a second. Last year, we got a lot of criticism. Boys was mad at me, man. They were mad. They were mad at me. Because we said that Carson Wentz is broken. I'm sorry. This season. He's still broken, but I'm sorry. Carson Wentz is on the Commanders. Is he still broken? Can he elevate the Commanders? Is he better than... Taylor Heineke. I know that you're a big Heineke guy. (laughs) You're a big Heineke guy. Can Carson Wentz elevate this Washington Commanders offense? So, I mean, first of all, (laughs) since y'all are laughing about it, I was a Heineke guy last year, but I was a Heineke guy as far as their their situation at the time. He He was... Competing with Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, who, Man, he wasn't competing. Come on, now. <laughs> no, he, he, he was competing. He was competing, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was was not much to go write home about. And Heineke just had that great playoff game against the Patriots. I didn't say Heineke was going to be, you know, you know, light the league on fire or anything like that. But guess what? He ended up being the starter for the whole season. Oh so, man, it, you know. So if you uh, if you listen to me, especially if you're in Dynasty, if you picked Heineke up, it actually paid off for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, but. Um, their their weapon. The thing with the the commanders, I think they they have such talented like ancillary pieces mm-hmm. that the quarterback doesn't really matter. It's one of those things where just get the ball in their hands, yeah, and let them do the rest. Uh, so I like all their pieces. I like uh, T Mac. I was getting a lot of T. I'm not getting as much T Mac now because mm-hmm. remember I was saying once he signed that contract, yeah. most likely his value is gonna go up, and that's kind of what happened a little bit. 
Um, I like T Mac. I still like Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. I think once we see Curtis Samuel yeah. play, yeah. <laughs> once we I, see him play, no, no, because people, people, it's, it's, it's it, really, <laughs> it's really some out of sight, out of mind stuff. Nobody's really seen Samuel play. You know, they're not seeing him, but because he him. ain't been available to play, no, he's practicing. He's practicing. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, he's been in and out, but he's practicing. Uh, and Jahan Dotson. I like him yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, Logan Thomas is going to be gone for a little while, so we don't know what's going to go on with him. I still like the running backs. They're they're probably splitting the the touches a little bit, but I still like them. Yeah. Um, so I like all their pieces, but Wentz, mm-hmm. I just can't trust him. You know, I feel like he has these breakdowns with his focus or yeah. mentally, and he just does some erratic stuff and at the worst times. Um, whether he has a good matchup or a bad matchup, he doesn't take advantage. Um, so you know, I, I still think he's broken. Yeah, I still wouldn't yeah. touch him. Um, I take that back. Let me not lie. I'll I'll draft Wentz real late. You yeah, know, because again, yeah. he's still a starting quarterback. Um, but I, I it's not somebody I want to really put much trust yeah. in at all. That's fair. Yeah, I'm not drafting Wentz. I do, but I do I do think that he can elevate this offense. I think the one thing that this uh, offense was lacking last year was somebody mm-hmm. who could like throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Like Heineke, one of his one of his deficiencies was like his arm. Like, he could not get the ball down the field, which is why you saw a lot of J.D. McKissick checkdowns, yeah. saw a lot of short routes, and you saw a lot of frustration from T-Mac. But, so but, but let's but, be honest. I mean, it was, I mean, but no, let's be honest, though. Yeah. Other than T-Mac, what other wide receiver on the Commanders was, was worth anything? I mean, you can say that, but, like, mm-hmm. to me, like, his, like Taylor Heineke's play was bad. No, I'm just, but year. I'm just asking, though, other than T-Mac, who else was he really throwing to? No, no, no. That's fair. They had any that's any fair. true value, you know. That's yeah. fair. So, that's fair. So uh, I mean, Logan Thomas was was active last year. He was he was healthy. No, I'm saying as yeah. far as you were saying the downfield throws. Yeah, but I mean, like he literally can't throw the ball down the field. No, like, what I'm saying can't. is, other than T Mac, he really had nobody else to throw the <laughs> no, ball. No, I'm to. saying he can't do it. I'm saying the issue with that, though, the issue with that is that because he can't throw the ball down the field, it limits the play calling. It limits the play calling for, 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 the, for the commanders. So now that you have someone who can actually get the ball down the field, I think it opens the playbook up a little bit. It opens up the intermediate routes a little bit I more. would say, man, I, mean, I don't know. Up, I think it's going to be hard for us to compare the, because Carson Wentz is going to have two wide receiver options that Heineke didn't have. You, all you got to do is go look at every single Tyler, Taylor Heineke tape. He cannot throw the ball down the field. He has a weak arm. He has a weak he's, arm. He only, he only have one year of tape, and again, his only pass receiving you option was T Mac. He has a weak arm. Man, don't come on. <laughs> you know, don't don't bring what up college. What do you mean? He, he has no, a weak arm. No, he has stop, a weak arm. Okay, stop. I know. Stop. No more Tyler. No what more I'm Tyler saying is, if you're gonna uh, try, you can't compare Heineke this year. I mean, last year to what Wentz is gonna have this year because Wentz has way more options this year. Yeah, he has yeah. way more. Even has a more, a, another running back. I'm not comparing yeah. them. I, I made know? these. I made these assumptions last year. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> my, my guy ended up starting. So <laughs> All right, just one more before we go out because I know that we're running long on time. Let's talk about Gronk for a second. I know some of us started drafting early. We drafted Gronk assuming that he was going to be on the Bucks offense. He's retired. Are you guys holding on to him? Week one comes around. If he's not on the Bucks roster, if he's not playing that, hey, like I'm just holding out for training camp. Are you guys dropping them week one to pick up somebody else to open up their roster spot? Yeah, I'm dropping them. I'm dropping them before week one. Yeah, I'm dropping them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Before week one? Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's coming back. All right. All right. Um, All right. Yeah. Now, for Dynasty, it's interesting that you bring it up because, um, you know, I'm in a lot of Dynasty leagues, and I'm seeing people dropping them, but I'm also seeing a lot of people holding on to them. Yeah. You know, they're just holding out hope. Same thing going on with AB. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, same thing going on with Will Fuller. They're just kind of holding on to these guys, just kind of see how it plays out. Um, but, you know, you have to kind of make decisions, roster decisions, kind of like what we were talking about just a second ago. Yeah. Um, but me personally, I think the moves that the Buccaneers are making, and I, I this might be a little shallow, but I think the simple fact that Gronk retired once mm-hmm. and came back, and then he retired now again, Yeah. I don't think he's going to do that. Like, I don't yeah. think he's going to get on his breath far of, like, I'm a retired, just kidding. I'm mm-hmm. back. I'm a retired, just kidding. It sounds like the the boy that cried wolf a little bit. I think now he he kind of came to terms with it because mm-hmm. I think part of the reason he came back the first time is because now Brady had went to the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to get away from the Pats, mm-hmm. and you know it's almost like a new opportunity for him. Yeah. Now everything's already in place. You know what's going to change or what type of um, you know factor will occur. That'll make Gronk say, you know what? Let me come back. Unless he just gets the itch. And, yeah. You know, we don't know about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm letting him go. You don't think he you don't think Gronk just wants to sit out training camp? Like he doesn't want to like show up for training camp. So he's just No. This is the same guy who didn't want to get traded to the Lions and then found a way to finagle his way from not being traded to the Lions. No, because I think why would you say I'm gonna just retire just to miss yeah. training camp? Like you can yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many other things you can do. You could just say, look, yeah. I'm just not practicing or I'm just gonna take it easy, come back yeah. from injury or something. Yeah, or or I pull up Brady and say I'm just gonna take a couple weeks to go shoot a film and I may come back week shoot one. A film. <laughs> I, I may come back week one, or I, I may know. not. You I, know. I don't know if that's it's, it's a point of five percent. I gotta shoot some film on, on my Super Bowl. Don't hold me to that. Me to that. <laughs> I gotta shoot some of my Super Bowl videos. That's what I heard. So, uh, that's what I heard. <laughs> but I heard from the grapevine. No, but I, yeah, two hands I'm, up, head to the side. I'm not keeping. I'm not keeping Gronk. I mean, okay, if Gronk came back, yeah, what would happen to that tight end room? Because they signed Rudolph. I don't think mm-hmm. they're just gonna cut him. I don't think they'll fall to the back. Like they would just fall to yeah, the back. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They, got they also remember they also high. lost OJ Howard. Yep. So really all they did was bring in one bet and they have a, a rookie. Rookies oh, yeah. normally don't do a lot their first year anyway. Especially on a championship That's a team. Point. That's a good point. I mean, I don't know. He I mean, if he comes back, he comes back. But yeah. roster spots are too valuable. Chunk of the deuce on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, I mean, like, honestly, I mean, and they added a lot of new pieces. Yeah. This is one reason why, like, in like retrospect. And, and while, like, I never really kind of jumped onto the idea of, like, drafting Mike Evans so high in the second round, hmm. I think people just kind of discount some of these pieces that they've added, and they just assume that Mike Evans is going to soak up, soak up all these targets. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and he's just – Mike Evans has, like, never been, like, a target hog, you know? Mm-hmm. And even in, in his years where he's, like, really dominated from a TD standpoint, it's never really produced you, like, these top five wide receiver numbers. Yeah. So yeah. people sleep on Russell Gage. Uh I'm not buying into Chris Godwin, but at some point he's still going to be on the field. So you still got to mm-hmm. like, you know, adjust for that. And people want to sleep on Julio Jones, but at some point he's going to be on the field. Yeah. And then, you know, so it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, like how many, like Brady will find the open person. Mm-hmm. Like he'll find the open person. And like, you could be like, a, you know, an average, you know, just kind of run of the mill Joe, like, you know, Jag, and he will make you a superstar. So yeah. Like, or make you, you know, uh, somewhat close to that. So yeah, I'm still on Mike Evans. Yeah, I'm still Me on Mike Evans. Like I'm, I'm yeah. not off him. Mid, but uh, when he was going to mid early second, no, no, yeah, 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 no, thank you, man, no, thank you. Man. No. No, thank you. No. I mean, he's, like, a second, he's a second round pick. He's going, yeah, but back end of yeah. the second is what because well, you you are. I mean, what's the difference between back end and front? If if you're if you say back end, it's very significant. No, what I'm saying, you're saying if you're saying back end, that means you're a guy that's in one of the one to five slot, and you get Mike Evans. You're saying front, you're basically saying you're a guy in the the nine to twelve slot. 
He got Mike Evans. Thing is, Everybody's so, giving Mike Evans in the second round. So it's no, just about how you're different. It's different. It's but if I got him it's, in it's a back saying, But what I'm saying is you're, you're, if you want Mike Evans on your team, like you're basically saying I, if I have a pick late, I'm not going to have Mike Evans because I, I can't get him in the front end in the second. Yeah, when in reality, like, so it's really about if you want Mike Evans, and I'm saying I don't want Mike Evans. Early second or the backs? Or That's the, what I'm saying. I don't no, want no, Mike Evans. I, I, I yeah. know you don't want Mike yeah. Evans. No, no. What I'm saying, I'm still fine with Mike Evans. No, no. Yeah. I like him in the back end of the second because if I get him in the back end of the second on that third round, I can turn and maybe get another receiver and lower my exposure on Mike Evans a bit and maybe get a Tyreek Hill. I think if I get him, I would much rather have Tyreek Hill over Mike Evans. I think if you have that mindset, you probably shouldn't even waste time drafting Mike Evans. Like you shouldn't draft a guy that you're not comfortable or sure about. Where were you drafting Mike Evans last year? Yeah, I mean. Wherever he was going, like the third round. Was he going in the third round last year? Yeah, I believe so. I feel like he was going later. No. Mm -hmm. Was he going ahead of Mm -hmm. or before or after Chris Godwin? Before. He's going before Chris Godwin last yeah. year? I bet I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I, I know he wasn't going late. Yeah. I, I know that for sure. I actually I had like a good amount of Mike Evans last year. I feel year. like he was going in the fourth and fifth round. I, got, I had some like fourth and fifth round shares. I mean, maybe. Like a, but I, I mean, think he was going in the fourth and fifth round. I don't I think he was going that late. He's I an older cat. And now we moved him up two rounds. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a I, odd. I, 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 don't, I don't see it like that at all. Yeah. I, I just think, I don't know. I, I Again, I don't let a lot of his news sway me at all. He's still a very valuable. It has nothing player. to do with still, his injury. He still had a good season injury. last year to me. And again, the the second round discussion. If you want him in the second, it doesn't matter for me where you take him in the second. But it's not it's not about if you want him in the second. It's, mm. it's if you have. But, your, but that's the only place you're going to be able to get him. Say what? That's only you're only going to be able to get him in the second. Mm-hmm. So so the, like for instance, like Tyreek Hill often goes at the back end of the second. Devontae but Tyreek, but Tyreek Hill. What I'm saying, Tyreek Hill is I've seen Tyreek Hill go in the third. So you can actually say there's a chance I can skip him in Mike the second. Mike Evans is going in the is going in the early third right now too. But that's Maybe what now. I'm saying. Like I, I'd rather have Tyreek. But but and, but but, but what's Mike the difference between early third and late second in reality? It's because not, because me, really because if you're huge. if you're, no no because no, no listen what I'm saying listen what I'm yeah, saying yeah. if you're if you're in the one or two or three hole yeah you can say I'm gonna take Mike Evans at two eleven or I'm gonna take him at three o two. In reality, what's the big difference? Because it's only like two. Oh, oh, for me, it's a big difference because he's not in that tier of the guys that go in that range. No, what I'm saying is you can no, get no. the same type of player. I don't feel you, like I can get the same type of player. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he I'm, is in a lower no, tier. No, no, what I'm saying is I'm if, saying, but the difference between taking him at 302 and 211 is minimal because you're. That's you're for you. That's, the same. If, that's if you like Mike Evans. Yeah, right. Me, that's, what yeah. that's what I'm talking yeah. about. No, no, no. I thought that we were arguing late second or early second or potentially. Third round, early second. I don't want to take him early second round. Remember, remember, remember when? And I think Abby, you were the one saying this. Remember the time where you were like, once you have a draft slot at the back end of the of the draft, mm-hmm. it's just a big tier. It don't matter who you take in the first or second. Yeah, I think it's the same exact situation we're talking about now. As and that's far, where we disagree. As far as what we're talking about yeah. with Mike Evans being in the back end of the second or the early third, it, it's really it's almost like because I, I guess what yes. I'm saying is you could draft. You could drag Mike Evans in two eleven, and take. Let's just throw out a name, uh, uh, Javante three oh two. Or you can have the same type of draft, flip it. You could take Javante two eleven, and then get Mike Le- Mike Evans three oh two, and it's the same exact build. But I, I, what, what I'm saying is, I don't have Mike Evans ranked that high. I mean, so I would not take him there. Take him where? At three oh two. 
Okay. What, what, what I was saying Whoa. is, what, what I was saying is, right, so we're all not on the same page. No, 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 we're no, not no, on the no, same what, page. What I was saying yeah, was, that's what I'm saying, we're like, no, I, I don't have him ranked that high. So no, but what I was saying is, there's no difference for me between back end, second, early, third. That's oh, what yeah, I was yeah. saying. I agree. That, I agree that, that's what I'm saying. So I do. I, to is me, there is. To me, there's a tear break. Like when Tyreek Hill does not make it to me at the end, I feel like, damn. Like now, I'm stuck drafting a Fournette. But that's a different discussion, though. That's a different discussion. But depending the on the discussion. draft, Mike like, Evans was creeping into the mid second tier. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean he was going second early round, second. He was going early, early second. Yeah. And to me, that's too early to take Mike Evans. So I think like, it I depends saying, how you want to build your team, though. Because because if you if you if you want Mike Evans, right? If you say I like Mike Evans, just mm-hmm. in a vacuum, if you have the number eight pick. If you don't pick him in the second, you're not going to get not Mike getting, Evans. Right. Like, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Or if you have the number 11 pick, if you don't take Mike Evans at 202, mm-hmm. you're not going to have any chance at him whatsoever in the third round. Yeah. So you have to decide, if you want Mike Evans, you have to take him in a second, no matter where That's you are. Unless you're just saying, I'm going to do a bunch of drafts. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take him here now. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I think, again, it, it depends on like where you have Mike Evans ranked. But again, I'm There's talking, I'm talking if, from a standpoint of somebody that wants Mike that Evans. Wants but even if you say somebody who wants Mike Evans, like what does that mean? People say that I'm high on this guy or I really love this guy, but what does that mean like when you're comparing this guy versus a CD Lamb, this guy versus Devontae Adams? What if, Do you what, want him that much? That's what I'm saying. Somebody that likes Mike Evans. Somebody so that likes you have him Mike ranked Evans. that high. You have him ranked that high. Like, I don't, and and yeah. that's all I'm saying. It doesn't matter Do you what, have him ranked over those guys? Over who? Like CD? CD Lamb? Yeah. I'm not really big on CD. But do you have him ranked over CD? Would you take Mike Evans or CD? I'd probably take Mike Evans. Wow. But I don't like I don't like CD. You're asking me to play I don't like. So I I mean, of course I'm gonna be I'm gonna be anti-biased on okay. CD. But again, with with Chris Evans, if somebody likes him, again, that's what I'm talking about. From somebody that likes him, mm-hmm. if you like him and you want him, you have to take him in a second. Right. You have to. Like, there's no other way you can take him unless you say, you know what? I'm not going to take him here. I'm going to try to jump in another draft and get him at value. But then, and then if that's the case, you're just value drafting. You're not really saying I want Mike Evans. I got you. Hey, guys, we've run over on our time. So that's it for this week. Guys, wait, 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 wait. We got that $50 bet on tape, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to win that. <laughs> it's um, it is yeah, yeah. definitely Just want to make sure. I'm going to win that, by the way. Um, okay. <laughs> Isaiah uh, Likely, I wanted to mention him last week. Yeah. I didn't mention him, and then all this week, I think it began yeah, to You have all buzz. the buzz like, started uh, this but week. But still, just if people haven't heard about him, he's a good, a good option, a tight end. I yeah. know Abby don't really care for rookie tight ends, but there's a lot of them I like this year. Bellinger is one of them. Otten, mm-hmm. I, I mean, drafted uh, Bellinger. I, I yeah. think we spotted. We talked about Otten. We talked about Dosage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm talking about McBride at all. But no, I'm not. High on McBride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not guy Made for Dynasty, but not. Not somebody you should look keep on the radar throughout the season. All right, guys. Please like, rate, subscribe this episode. We're out for this week. Peace.